Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and have give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Welcome to episode number 73. We have some really fun guests on today. We have Adam and Amanda Walsh, the creators of Debt-Free Dreaming. They're going to talk to us all about how to get out of debt and how to stay out of debt and all the fun things that they're doing. So I can't wait for you to hear them. Um, If you remember, we had Amanda on a long time ago, way back beginning of podcast number 22, where we talked about mental health and body image. And she had some really fantastic advice and tips and information on that. So if you haven't heard that before, make sure you go back and listen. So And as always, we'd love it if you give us a great little rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that we're able to be more searchable. So without any further ado, meet Adam and Amanda. Hey, Adam and Amanda. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I am so good. It is such a pleasure for me to introduce you to our audience here with your debt-free dreaming. So tell us a little bit about your family. Okay. Uh, Adam and I have been married for almost 13 years. We have three babies. They are 11, 9, and 8. And we live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Yep. So we get to hear from both of you this time. This is really, really fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell us about, you guys have this really cool blog going right now. Tell us about how it came about, what it is and everything that you have going with that. Okay. So Adam and I have been married, like I said, for 13 years. And during that time, we've really been driven to pay off our debt. But more recently, I guess we have plans to pay it off, but we've been less driven or less accountable. So we started this blog kind of to be more accountable would you say yeah I think it like Amanda said I think it started 12 13 years ago I remember vividly driving to work and hearing on the Dave Ramsey radio show someone do a debt-free scream and it was so inspiring it was that's kind of when my mentality shifted where I wanted to be completely out of debt when it's when I heard that person just scream at the top of their lungs that they were completely out of debt. <laughs> oh, I love the debt-free scream. Oh my gosh. So then, yeah, we've just been kind of chipping away at it for the past 12 years and kind of feel like we're finally in the home stretch where we can really kind of buckle down, really focus, and just kind of bang it out, really. Get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> Before those kids start going to college and the bills really start rolling in, right? <laughs> Exactly. We are feeling the pinch over here. <laughs> so tell us about the story because you had some bunch of student loans and stuff that you guys were paying off too. So tell us a little bit about that story because I think sometimes when you think of paying off debt, people are like, oh, well, then you must just make a lot of money and you're just paying off, you know, but that's not the case, no. right? Yeah, so when we graduated from college, I was pregnant, so I didn't have a job, and it was his first job out of college. I think it was, how much did you make? Like in the 30s? 39,000, yeah. Yeah, so we, you know, we had very little, (laughs) and we had $15,000 in student loans, and uh, we started paying them off before we even finished college. Like as soon as we got married, we started working to pay them off. Adam had some eBay experience. You want to speak to that? Yeah. I So I started selling on eBay when I was in college. I'd go to the Desert Industries, the local thrift store in Rexburg, Idaho, and just kind of look around and see what I could find. And um, you know, I was able to find some things for really cheap that I could sell for a lot more. And that's kind of how I started doing that. I think uh, back then, just living in a college town, sometimes I feel like 
college kids are really ignorant of how much things cost. So yes. Semester, they're like, oh, I don't want to move all this back to my house, or I don't want to take all this stuff. They just donate it. And then there would be a plethora of things that we'd be like, wow, that's really, you know, that's, that's worth money. So we would buy these things and then um, sell them on eBay. And we, how long did it take us? I think kind of tip to tail, it probably took us 15, 16 months to pay off the $15,000. So we, we worked really hard at it. Yeah. It, it wasn't really like pretty incredible when you're not making a ton of money, you have a baby on the way, you're on one income. That's like, what, like a thousand dollars a month, the extra that you're putting in. That's a lot of, I mean, that's, I mean, think about that. It means that you're really living on like, <laughs> my math is really horrible. <laughs> like $25,000 a year or something, right? So that's pretty meager when you think about it that way. Funny thing when I when I think back about it is that there were no smartphones. So I there, was no, there was no internet access at the thrift store. So what we would do is Adam would go, usually Adam would go to the thrift store and he would call me with an item and be like, hey, I found this. Does it sell for, like, how much does it sell for? <laughs> Should oh. I buy it? Wow. So one of us would have to stay home or find like a hot spot. We would drive around and find like a Wi-Fi hot spot with a laptop <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and he would, uh, one of us would look things up and the other one would purchase. So that's how we I got were really doing your homework then so that you could make yeah. sure that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You probably got really good really fast too. Once you started seeing things that you knew itself, would you always just kind of grab those items? Exactly. Yeah, we did a lot of printers and scanners in the early days, or like Apple TV, I remember. And bath and Body Works, man. Oh, yeah, we did do a lot of Bath and Body Works at first. Oh, yeah. We'd shop their semi-annual sales and get great yes. and, and then list them on eBay and sell them for a bunch more. Yep. Yeah. That is great. awesome. I love yeah, it. It was like our entire lives, like <laughs> every spare minute, because, you know, we didn't have kids yet, so. Yeah, yeah home or on the weekends we just go to thrift stores or shop sales or scour i remember going to surplus sales at our at byu idaho and then when we moved to merced we would check the surplus sales usually surplus sales will give you a list first so you can look through the list and look see up if it's even oh nice so yeah. you felt a lot more prepared going into this to the store that's awesome yeah yeah those were nice so yeah so what is your debt-free dream? Tell me about your debt-free dream. Okay. So like I said, we're kind of in our home stretch. We've got, well, when we started, we, we made a goal on July 1st of this year to pay off our remaining $155,000 in mortgage debt in three years. So we're... <laughs> That's we're, ambitious. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot. Um, Thankfully, we uh, we make a lot more money now than we did when we first started. Yeah, <laughs> thank for, goodness. <laughs> yeah, we've not working with thirty nine thousand dollars. No, we worked really hard at the career. Uh, just worked worked my tail off, and um, I'm making a lot more money. <laughs> uh, so thankfully, I work for a company in Seattle. Um, even though I live here in Coeur d'Alene, they let me work remote, and. Uh, I get to make a Seattle wage in Coeur d'Alene, which is really nice. So, yeah, that is. So that that helps us with our our kind of our debt-free goal, yeah. paying off a lot extra with that. Yeah, but basically we just want to be out of debt so that we can not worry, right? I think there's a lot of security that comes with yeah. not not being in debt because you know if he lost his job for some reason or if something happened to him and he couldn't work or you know, just there's a million things that can come up. Um, and so I think the dream is to just feel secure and safe and then be able to help other people. Like, I love the idea of being super generous, being able to help people when they really need it mm -hmm. and when they really don't expect it. I think there's something wonderful about giving, giving to someone who's just trying so hard mm -hmm. um, and not asking for it necessarily or expecting help, I guess. I don't know. I just love the yeah. idea of able. I remember when I was in college, I was on an internship in Canada and I was teaching classes, you know, I was still in college and this guy that um, I had gone to his place of business to teach a career workshop. And 
he was like, hey, he said, do you, do you have a lot of student loans? I said, I had to take some out this semester because I'm doing this internship, but otherwise I've done pretty well. And he was like, well, here. And he just handed me $200 in cash. And I was like, what? I said, I can't take this from you. Like, thank you so much. That's so kind, but I'm, I'm okay. Like, I don't need $200. $200 is so much money when you're a college student. Oh my gosh, it's so much. Yeah. Half of rent for a semester. Yeah. Anyway, um, I said, I can't take this from you. And he said, you have no idea how easy it is for me to give this to you. Like, for me, this is so easy. It's nothing. Like, go ahead and have it. And I, I just remember thinking, oh, I want to be that someday. Like, sometime I want to I want to have enough that I can be so generous like that. To the so, unsuspecting, hardworking person. Yeah. 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 I love oh, that. Oh, I love that too. I need that dream too. I want that dream too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm aligning. I'm going to be getting my debt-free dream and going too. I'm inspired, Hillary. <laughs> just going to take a quick break to invite you to support us as amazon.com affiliates it costs you nothing extra but you click on a link on our web page that goes to amazon we just get a little tiny kickback from amazon for providing a link to their site so if you are purchasing anything through amazon it doesn't have to be anything that we're promoting just anything that you need if you don't mind heading over to our site and whenever you see that little Amazon ad. If you go to our homepage, scroll past the posts, you'll see our little newsletter submission box right under that is our little Amazon ad. Click on that and then just buy whatever it is that you're going to buy. And that helps us to grow our podcast a little bit more. Thank you so much. Now back on to Amanda and Adam. So tell me about how are you going after chasing this? I mean, are you only just using the income that you have? Are you still doing this eBay stuff? Or do you have, you know, tell, tell me how you're going to work all this out. Okay. So I think number one is, so we've kind of always had a budget, but we haven't been real great about just sticking to it. That's my fault. Um, <laughs> I have that problem too. And emergencies, right? We'll get to emergencies later, but yeah, tell me about this first. I think the budget is probably the most important thing you can do to stay focused and to stay, you know, keep your, keep your dream alive. Um, just to know exactly where your money's going, know where you're overspending. Um, I think that's probably the first place. If I had any advice to, okay, this is my advice. <laughs> start with your budget. If you're looking to make extra money, start with the income you have right now and, and find, find out what you're spending your money on, find out the areas where you're potentially overspending and keep it in check. And uh, I think people would be surprised if they do that, just how much money they can quote unquote make or save <laughs> just with the money they have. So you, you asked um, if we're doing anything extra to, to pay off our debt. Yeah, we, so we've got a couple of side things going. We kind of revamped our eBay thing. Yep. Um, we're not doing it as in intensely <laughs> intensely as we did it before. Um, Especially when you're working and now you've got three children. That kind of yeah. throws a little time wrench in there, huh? Yeah, exactly. But the nice thing about eBay is you can do it. Like Adam will go on his lunch break or if we go on a date and then we go to dinner and we're like, what are we going to do now? We'll just go shop some thrift stores. It's fun for us. It's mm -hmm. like exciting to see if we're going to find something. There's a thrill in finding something that you know is going to sell for a lot of money. And so the nice thing about eBay is you can really do it whenever you have free time. It's not something that has to be scheduled in because I don't have a lot of scheduled in free time, right? Like, right, right. It's something. But I have a few minutes here, a few minutes there, an hour there, an hour there. And, and it's and those pockets of empty time that it's not like you're going to say every Friday night from six to nine, we're going to go eBay shopping or something. Right. Yeah. So it's easy to fit in in those pockets of time. So that's what's been nice about the eBay income is that it's very flexible. So it's about $500 extra a month right now. And I probably spend maybe 15 hours generating that. 
So it's not a crazy amount of money or anything, but it's not a huge investment of time, especially since it's just during my lunch break. So I'd probably just be out, you know, thinking around town or <laughs> going and eating fast food or something otherwise. So it's, it works for me. Yeah. And then we have a couple other things. I am a public relations writer. So if you heard the first podcast. Yeah. Yeah. About, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I have some side income. So um, what I don't reinvest in the business can go toward paying off the house. And then I also do, um, I'm a makeup artist, which is really fun. That's relatively new to me. I've been doing that for about six months with mascara beauty. I'm like so anti MLM, but I love this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been so fun to see all the pictures that, of yourself doing all these different makeovers on people and on yourself. And I just love it. It's so much fun. Good. I'm glad you like it. I wonder sometimes if I'm like blasting people with too much, but no, not at all. It's genuinely so fun for me. So that's been, an, um, the reason I started to do it was not because I wanted to make extra income. It was because I wanted something fun for me to do that would like feed my soul. So, <laughs> so, uh, it's been great for me to have people over and spend time with them doing their makeup. Just and it's so enjoyable to me, but it does bring in extra income. So whatever I make from, from the mascara business goes to the house. So do you else? feel like one of your tips for finding ways to make more money is finding something that you like to do to find more money? Like yeah. you seem to really enjoy the eBay. You really enjoy the makeup. You enjoy your freelance writing and things like that. Yeah. So is that kind of one of the keys to sticking with making yes. extra money is making sure it's something you don't mind doing. Yes. So we have an article on the website called 50 ways to make extra money or 50 ways to make extra cash, something like that. And then there's 101 ways to save money, but the making money article, I feel like there's something on there for everybody. Like um, we have so many things on there that are Good. So I think if anybody, like if you, anybody could get on and read that article and find something that they feel like, oh, I'd like doing that, or I yep. could do that. And it would be, we really tried to make it inclusive. Like that's not something we would do, but somebody, you know. Oh yeah. I read through that last that. night actually. And I was kind of like, no, no, no. Oh yeah. I feel like that. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and it was just totally, you know, yeah. I thought it would be a great thing if I was really trying to into figuring out how I could make more money, highlight the ones that I would, you know, be definite yeses, maybes, and then scratch off the nose. And then you've got kind of a list of where to start from. Yeah. 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 No, that was so awesome. Good. So, okay. So how, what happens when you have setbacks and emergencies? Cause I feel like that is always, I mean, I read some of your things on your Facebook, so you got to tell us about that a little bit, but I feel like that's, it's like the second I set a budget, it's like I'm begging for my car to break down. Right. Yeah. It's just, and the roof to go out and the refrigerator all in the same week. Right. I know that's exactly what's happened. So we started this. <laughs> I started like building the website in June, but the goal officially began July 1st. And since July 1st, I was in a car accident that totaled our car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the garage door broke. So the garage door is not working anymore. The washing mis machine started like making this awful noise when I use it and the dryer won't turn on. <laughs> I'm like, like yeah. all this stuff happening like of course as soon as we set this big goal and start to really chip away at it all yep. of these extra money things are happening yep, we're being tested yeah. that's, <laughs> that's right it's that big <laughs> test to see if you're gonna do it so i think well you wanna well i think uh so i think one of the most important things is to have an emergency fund um so outside of our um, investments and 401k and things like that. We have, we have about $29,000 in a high interest savings account and that's just for just in case. Yeah. When this kind of stuff happens. So you don't exactly. have to dig into your regular. Exactly. So, and I also, I also, as part of my budget, as part of our budget, um, we allocate money for the car breaking down. 
So we know it's going to happen. So it's good to just set that money aside. So we've got a handful of line items just like that. We just tuck away a yep. little bit for the vet when the cats get sick, exactly. or a little bit for the cars, a little bit for that, a little bit for this. But with the car getting totaled, and then the settlement wasn't as much as we were hoping for, like it's not enough to replace the car. So we will have to <clears throat> dip into that emergency fund to. Yep. But what's nice about that is it's there, like the emergency yeah. fund's there. And so and we that's don't. But it's well, for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, so, what, so how long have you been doing that? Like, have you, your whole marriage, been really good at budgeting together and saving and doing all this? No. <laughs> no. I think so how did you get there? Tell me how you got there. We're really frugal. We're, yeah. like, exceptionally frugal, kind of cheap people. Um, I'd say when we first got married, um, I don't know. It's like a a switch was flipped. Like, before... I didn't really. <sighs> he wasn't as careful with his money. I'd say yeah. that was like the one concern going into marriage. <laughs> I knew that he had overdrawn <laughs> once, and I was like, "How oh, could you overdraw?" Like, yeah. <laughs> so upset. Not so upset, but I was like a little worried about that. But then once we got married, it was like he yeah. just was like probably more of a tightwad than I am. Yeah, once we saying once, something. Once we had a baby and <laughs> I started making money and had real responsibilities, I don't know. It was like a light bulb went on or a, a, a switch was flipped and things kind of changed. I remember we were driving alongside the road and uh, we saw a washer on the side of the road with a free sign on it. Oh gosh. <laughs> And we didn't have a washer at the time, so I was pretty excited. And uh, she was pregnant at the time, so uh, we jumped out, and uh, she stayed in the car, and it uh, didn't help me because no, totally there was no way you. for her to help. But uh, <laughs> I tried to manhandle that thing into the back of our Ford Explorer, <laughs> and uh, in the process, I ripped up kind of a, my palms just because the bottom side of those those washing Washers machines are so kind of sharp. So uh, I think that was kind of the start of our frugality. New era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, but we haven't always been on the same page as far as budgeting goes, or I guess we let the budget go. So like, we'll start a budget, we'll decide to be really accountable to it and we'll be good for a few months. And then at some point somebody stops categorizing because we use a, an app called Mint to track our spending. Okay, and that was the other thing I was going to ask you is what budget you use. Okay, Mint. I've heard of that one before. Mint. It's free and it's really great. You can, it will automatically allocate, like if you go to McDonald's, it knows that's fast food, so it will automatically put it in your fast food category or whatever. But then you can go back in and be like, oh, that was a vacation meal, so we're not going to count that toward, we're going to count that toward vacation, not like right. average. Not toward food budget or something. Right. Yeah. So you can go back in and categorize everything. But anyway, um, one of us will stop doing that. We'll stop managing the budget really. And then neither one of us really knows where it's going and it feels kind of nice to be free. I'm more of a, <laughs> I'm less of a budgeter than he is. Not that I am anti-budget. I just, I don't know. I am, I'm afraid this whole thing has been interesting for me because I'm, I like to be just right. Like, mm -hmm. I like things to go just the way I want them to or expect them to. And if I set a goal, I really want to reach the goal. So if I don't get there, then it's like so discouraging for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't like setting goals because they're crushing if I don't do it right. <laughs> really, um, but that's when but I think that part of us all are like that. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 So that's been something that I've really had to like come to terms with this last July because it was like everything in me wants to resist doing this like setting a firm goal and watching every little dollar I spend because I just don't want to know I don't want to feel bad about it you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then at the end of the month when I see oh like I spent $200 less on groceries this month than I did last month because I had a budget and I knew where my money was going. Mm -hmm. So when I see the end of the month savings, that really motivates me because whether or not the end goal is exactly what I hope it's going to be, I'm making progress toward the end goal. So 
good enough. Yep. Yeah, budgets are, they're hard. They're hard to get used to, but. <laughs> so useful. Super important. Yeah. Yep. So with, with our budget, it's, it's called a zero sum budget. Um, so it, the idea is just every dollar has a job. Every dollar gets put into a category. So if we end up, like Amanda said, saving a hundred bucks or 200 bucks on groceries or whatever. So then now we need to give that, that money a job. And the job is pay off the house. Pay off the house. Yeah. So everything goes somewhere and that's where our extra goes is right into the house. We're already down five thousand dollars. Oh I'm so my excited. gosh! Like I looked at the mortgage this morning. We started at one fifty-five, and I looked at the mortgage this morning, and it was one fifty. And I was like, oh, "You're doing it! That's awesome! It's so exciting and happy!" Yeah. So one of our other guests that we had on um, was talking to us about budgets a while back, Jonathan Rotz, and they talk about how they have a monthly money meeting with he and his wife. What do you guys do to like get together? Like, how do you do you just kind of keep looking at the budget app or do you like meet face to face? How do you guys figure out, you know, or handle that? When we began the budget, when we started the budget, we kind of had to have a powwow because I was feeling like, don't take these things away from me. Like they're important. I want to be able to like buy a Diet Coke and not feel guilty, you know, like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. dollar on the Diet Coke. <laughs> He's like, it's not going to be that way. Like, we just need to decide where we want to put our money. So that part we did together. And that was really um, a relief to me, shockingly, because I know there's this much money for that built into the budget. I don't have to feel bad about it or wonder if I'm like overspending or anything. I know exactly how much is in the bucket and I can easily stay within the bucket. So part of the process for us was deciding how big each bucket needs to be. And so I think that's really important for couples to decide together mm -hmm. because we have different ideas of what's reasonable as far as um, any given bucket is concerned. Well, and I bet there's a lot of compromise if one person wants one bucket this size. And so it's like, well, it's got to take out of something else. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trying to make it realistic. Uh, we're not going to try and undercut ourselves on groceries. We still have to feed our family. And, and if we, <laughs> we're not if, eating tomorrow. No eating on Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, the grocery bucket's spent. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yeah. It's and. And it was a re relief to me. I think that what you just said is so good um, to make it realistic. Like, because I have such a fear of not reaching the goal, if the goal was way less than I'm spending now, you know, let's say I'm spending $800 on groceries usually and we make the goal 500 or something, wow. yeah. then I would be freaking out trying to figure yeah. out if I'm going to come in that far under what I'm used to. Yeah. So making the budget really super realistic was such a relief to me because I know I know I can do that and maybe a little bit better yep. rather than feeling like I'm scrambling. And you're just feeling that deprivation of not being able to do what you want to do and those kinds of yeah. things. Yeah. I think another important thing is just to have a kind of a catch-all bucket in your budget. Uh, we call ours miscellaneous and it can just be for anything we did not foresee. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be a ton of money. It's like 50 bucks a month, but that's just for those things that you can envision. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to envision everything you're going to spend money on. that yeah. month. So it's nice to have just that little bit of extra security in there for yeah, those yeah. expenses. And we also built in my spending and his spending. So I have an Amanda bucket and he has an Adam bucket and we don't have to be accountable to each other for what that spending like whatever I want to spend that on, I can spend it on without um, worrying that I'm taking from a, a shared bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Something that's allocated for the family finances. You don't want to be pulling from your kid's clothing or your, yeah, yeah. So it's often like for me, home decor items or like bath and body works lotion or something that I just want just for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's so important to have that bucket so that nobody feels deprived or guilty when they spend for themselves. Yeah. And I think a, 
kind of a good way to keep yourself on track, what I do is I just put it as my homepage. So when I open up my internet browser, it just pops up. So every day, that's the first thing I see when I get on my computer and it's a good little reminder. Okay, just go allocate, you know, put the things in the right buckets, just so you know exactly where you're at. So that was going to be my other question. Do you just, whenever you make a purchase, you just automatically put it in or do you just kind of save your receipts and do it later? Or how do you guys like to do it? So Mint, um, you put your credit card or your debit card or whatever information into Mint and Mint automatically tracks it. So yep. it's almost like... Oh, that's nice and easy. Yeah, it's almost like looking at your bank statement. Like you go on to Mint and it says, you spent $10 at Walmart, you spent $5 at the gas station, you spent, you know, whatever. And then all you have to do is they have a drop down menu. So if you want to change categories, like, oh, actually that $5 at the gas station was just a treat and a soda that I bought myself, not gas and fuel. Cause it was right, right. Gas. So then you just- You're sneaking in the fuel budget, your treat that you want. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She just let the cat out of the bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can change, you can just change things there. But yeah, it's really nice to just have it. It just shows up and all you have to do is put it in the right bucket. Yep. Yeah. This is feeling more and more doable to me. Oh, yes. this is so great. Yeah, Mint, <laughs> Mint is so great. And it's, like I said, it's on his phone and my phone and our computers. Like it's really accessible anywhere. It's free and it's, it's yeah. super easy. And that's about as much coordination as we need because we're both in there. So if one of us were to see like, hey, we're getting close to filling this bucket, we need to look at it. You know, we could say that to each other. So far that hasn't happened though because I think we're both on there. We're both just looking. Yeah. That we just allocate the things and we know where we're at and both of us know and it's, it relieves some pressure because I never feel like, not that Adam cares, I care. Like I feel guilty about spending money. So it's not like he would ever be like, Amanda, you shouldn't have spent that $20 at TJ Maxx. <laughs> it's the but, self talk, right? I yeah. Would really yeah. But I don't have to. And he never has to come to me and say like, hey, what'd you, what'd you buy at TJ Maxx or whatever so that he can allocate it. I can do it on my phone. So there's yeah. no like weird emotional things for me. Sorry, maybe I'm the only one. <laughs> no, well, I don't think you're the only one at all. And I think part of that is just being a mom is that you do so much of your life is just giving everything you have to everybody else that you have this guilt when you purchase something for yourself. Cause it's like, well, it could be going yeah. to this or it could be going to that, especially when you start out really meager, like, cause that's how we started too. Yeah. So it's still, when I go clothes shopping, I'm like, Oh, do I really need a new, whatever it is? And it's like, my wardrobe's pretty wiped out. Like, yeah. really, it should be. It's okay. It's reasonable. It's okay. But every time I do shop for myself, I'm like, and I know a lot of people aren't like this, but that's, I'm totally identifying because that's how I am. I'm like, oh man, but I could be getting so-and-so new shoes or I could, you know, like there's always yeah. seven kids. There is always something that could also yeah. be being purchased, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love this though. So tell me what, what, like, have you had any stories where you've had an emergency that you couldn't cover or have you guys been good about saving so that you've just been prepared? Cause I think that that's. No, we, we've been ready for any of them. Um, we haven't had anything that's kind of taken us into credit card debt or anything like that. Thankfully we've never had credit card debt. I had it when I was in college and I think I learned my lesson then. Like I never want to get back into this ever it's again. It's kind of good when you learn those lessons young. So unless you're starting patterns, that's never a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hated getting that phone call from Wells Fargo. Like your credit card is now canceled and uh, we're taking it away. So um, it was uh, it was a good lesson to learn early yeah. on. So thankfully we've never, when we first got married, and I was pregnant, there was a window where we didn't have insurance. And I remember we had to set up like some kind of payment with the um, OB and the hospital to cover our, you know, medical oh, expenses. expenses. Yeah. Because I was pregnant. So I had, you know, ultrasounds and regular visits and all of this. So right at the beginning, we didn't have 
Um, insurance from his employer didn't kick in for a few months and we didn't have student insurance anymore since we weren't college students. So um, there was a window where we had to work out a payment plan, but I, that's the only thing I can think of where we didn't have enough to cover whatever it was. Yeah, we've been, we've been really fortunate. Yeah. Um, thankfully, our frugality, even though we weren't always great with the budget, has saved us, I think. Yeah. And your hustle, your hustle to go yeah. and make a little <laughs> bit more, right? Exactly. So what do you guys do for teaching? I didn't put this question on your list. So anyway, but I just, it just popped into my head. What do you do about teaching your kids about money? We have them do chores. We give them money and then we let them spend it however they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from tithing, we do have them um, tithe. But other than that, they've been spending however they want to. But what's cool about this blog is they see us working on it. They see dad going to the thrift store. They often go with him and they know like we have this big sign in the house about paint. It's like a progress bar. And yeah. they, they see um, when we get to fill in a little bit and they all know that we're working toward paying off the house. So if they ask for something at first, it was hard because I'm so used to saying yes to them for everything. Mm -hmm. Like if there's no reason to say no, then yeah. yeah. Sure have your Slurpee. You want a cheeseburger? That's fine. You know, whatever. Um, but since we're trying to be so good about getting this and so quick about getting the house paid yes. off, they know, and it's been really neat. After I got in the car accident, um, we were talking about what kind of car we would get. And we have a son who's super interested in cars and he's like, can we get a Tesla? Like he's so excited. <laughs> car. And I just told him, Whatever car we get, it's not going to be anything fancy or expensive. And then our oldest piped up. She said, if we don't get a fancy car, will it help us pay off the house faster? And I was like, yes. Like, you know, they see what we're doing yeah. and they're in. Like, they, they want to make a difference too, which is cool. Like, they're not asking for as many things or they're very understanding when I say, no, we're not going to go out to dinner tonight because we're trying to save money to pay off the house. Then they're... Well, and they understand why. And I think having that visual chart gives them something physical to look at. It's not just some abstract idea floating in the air. I think that's yeah. so amazing. And yeah. I love that they want to be in on it. That is really cool that they want to be part of it. It's been one of the byproducts that I did not expect. Like I, I wasn't really mindful of, um, I don't know, having them be in on it since they don't make money-making decisions around, you know. Yeah, they don't, they're not purchasing a house anytime soon. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, um, but it's been really neat to see them get on board and be like, woohoo, like they have dreams too. They can see vacations, you know, after we... Mm -hmm get the house paid off. Well, we could go, we could go on a vacation and not have to worry about like how much it costs. You know, we're really frugal, like we said. So it's not like we're going to take some month long European vacation or anything, but, but, but you could, like, if you really wanted to put that as your next goal, you could yeah. easily yeah. put that in there, especially if you've taught yourself to be that disciplined for a few years, that would probably become your new normal. And it would just be easy to put that aside for whatever big thing you wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think that that modeling that you're doing for your kids is like the biggest teacher that you could have. It's teaching them way more than sitting them down and saying, okay, we're going to have a talk about the budget. You know, I think that our actions speak so much more than words with kids. We hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you guys want to share that's on your heart or anything else that I forgot to ask you that you wanted to talk about? I want to talk about being patient because I feel like that's something that I am. Yes. I'm always lacking. And I think that's where I start to give up on the goals is because my patience wanes. Yes. I, I may not be so patient when it comes to like three years out goals, but I am really good at when I need a new couch or when I need a new this or that kind of just having a running list of things that need to be purchased and then keeping my eye out for a good deal and not buying the first thing necessarily that would work but just waiting. Cause I think that's what ends up happening when you don't have a lot of money, like early in our marriage, I would just buy, you know, 
buy the $300 couch from Big Lots because it's what I can afford. Mm -hmm. If I was patient and waited for a sale on the couch that I really wanted or watched Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, if I watched for what I really wanted for, for months, like I do that for months on things that I really want. I know what I want and I will wait until I find it and then I will buy it. <laughs> and I think that's so good to do because you don't end up spending. I do get, sometimes I get to a point where I'm like, okay, it's been six months. I cannot find it for the price that I want. I either need to up my price or I need to something because, you know, I've been looking for a long time. So sometimes I get impatient, I guess, after six months, but I just think it's so good to to know what you need in advance, to think about what your bigger expenses are going to be for the next six months, and then just keep your eyes open and, um, and then buy when it's on sale. I save so much money doing that way or shopping that way. Or um, another thing is clothing's, clothing for the kids, right? Like at the end of the season, look for the stuff that's on clearance. Buy oh, it. yeah. Yes, we're good at that. We are great clearance shoppers at our house. Our kids don't even know what it would be like. I don't think to go and purchase a clothing at full price like that. Yeah. They wouldn't even think that that was something that you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we also shop thrift stores. Like when we go look for things to sell on eBay, I'll also look for things that the kids need for school. So like this week we went together and Adam was looking for stuff to sell and I was looking for jeans and, you know, shorts and shirts for the kids for back to school. So you'd really be surprised at what you can find at thrift stores. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of nasty, dirty stuff, but (laughs) there, there is a lot of perfectly good, like really great stuff that you cannot find for a better deal anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can find things that cost, you know, a ton of money for like a buck or two bucks yeah. and they're, they're perfectly fine. Sometimes not even used. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think if anything, um, I mean, we had just kind of like to offer that there's kind of a different way to look at things. I mean, when I was, when I was growing up, I uh, looked at thrift stores, kind of, I kind of turned my nose up at them. I, I thought they were just for poor people um, the only reason I ever went to a thrift store was to buy clothes to go to the homecoming game to dress up. In right. The... <laughs> something that you're going to wear once, some kind of costume yeah. or something. Really? So, and I'm just really glad that over time my mentality has changed. Um, you know, thrift stores are an awesome place to go to find crazy deals that will help you get ahead. And you can also find, like Amanda was saying, and like we've done for 12 years, find things to sell and make a little bit of money extra on the side. We love thrift stores. They're, they're fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. And we have articles about like everything we've talked about on the website. So if you're interested at all in this, and we also have a, we have a dreamer team on the website. So uh, we have a progress bar on the website, obviously that has like our goal. So it says like pay off 155 K in three years. And then there's a progress bar and then you can get your own progress bar. So if you have student loans, if you have $10,000 in student loans that you want to pay off in five years, you can have a progress bar on our website for that. Or if you're paying off your mortgage, you can have a progress bar. So uh, what we really want to do is just build a community of people who are like-minded, who want to inspire other people and who want to get ideas and share ideas Mm -hmm. and just, um, help each other and keep each other accountable. Cause like I said, Adam and I are really good on our budget for a few months and then we kind of let it flounder, but we can't do that if we're going to get this done in three years. So the blog is a great way for us to keep ourselves accountable and we see it as a way for other people to kind of join the team and keep themselves accountable and share ideas. Exactly. So, well, let's tell everybody your website. Let's tell them where to go here. So So our website is called debtfreedreaming.com. So you can go there and see all of our articles and the progress and all of that. And then we also have Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram. um, And are you guys, is is your handle debtfreedreaming on all of the different? Facebook, um, debtfreedream. Yep. It was taken, unfortunately. (laughs) Darn them. So yeah, so on Facebook, we're Debt-Free Dream. 
yeah. and everywhere else through debt free dreaming. Okay. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm going to, I need to have a little money. Oh, well, with Warren so that we can <laughs> figure out what dream we want to make so we can get our own little bar. Cause I think this is, we could have make this like a great little game to be paying me yeah. down. And cause I would love to pay off my house. It's definitely probably not going to happen in three years. with my daughter's starting college right now, but we want to, we're, we're really been looking at refinancing and doing some things to get things consolidated so yeah dropped i think so yeah that we're feeling the itch a little bit so oh okay well do you mind if we go on to our final segment the three helpful and happy questions we didn't do this with you guys before this is kind of a newer segment so we do this to kind of cover all the bases on the helping of happiness website since we cover food travel and um homemaking you know as well as our podcast archives so first question is what is your favorite food or meal Mm. okay i'll go first (laughs) so my favorite food and it has been since i was a kid is bacon wrapped chicken with cream cheese and chives yum (laughs) so yeah my mom used to make that kind of for like my birthday and i absolutely love it it is so delicious i so making it is kind of a nasty chore <laughs> where you got to pound out the chicken and everything but um pound out the chicken and you stuff it with the cream cheese and chives and then you roll it and wrap it in bacon but it is amazing it's my favorite i love it so i have a recipe like that on the site but it doesn't have the chives and it has swiss cheese instead of the cream cheese oh. but i bet the cream cheese would be really tasty <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to try I think I do rosemary instead of chives I think it was rosemary oh. I think chive I'm gonna have to try out this cream cheese chives <laughs> combo that sounds really really good okay what about you Amanda oh anything Mexican is my jam so enchiladas, tacos, burritos anything that I can put in a tortilla I'm super happy about <laughs> yes I'm with you we love Mexican over here and that is nice and cheap for your debt-free journey. Beans and rice, right? It is. it is nice and cheap. Actually, I just went on a girl's trip and we made a list of like 30 cheap, easy meals. Because that is one area where I lack. I Oh my gosh, you need to send this list to me and we'll get like all kinds of recipes going for that. And that would be really fun little challenge, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm not a meal planner. I'm not good at that, so... That's one area where I need improving. Yep. Well, I can help with that. Yes. <laughs> you help me with the debt free dreaming, and I can help with the food. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, so what is the best trip you've ever gone on or after this debt free dream has been realized, I guess? What would be the dream vacation? So the best trip we've ever been on was to the Oregon coast, I would say. We love the Oregon coast. Oh, it's yeah. so gorgeous. We went just this summer with the kids. It's the first time I feel like we've been on a vacation just us. Like if we vacation, it's usually to a family reunion or to go visit somebody. But this time we just went just us and the kids and it was so wonderful and it was not expensive. We used our credit card points to pay for the Airbnb. So basically we paid for the gas to get there and back and whatever groceries we had while we were there. So I loved that because there was no, um, if I spend a lot of money on a vacation, then I feel like this drive to get the value out of it. Like, right. oh, okay, I spent a bunch of money on this. It better be good. Like, let's yeah. go do all the things because we need to make it worth it. That's but, how I feel when we go to Disneyland. I'm like, we are in there the minute it opens. We're going to kill ourselves the whole week to hit every yeah. ride as many times. And by the time we're done, we're like, just dragging ourselves to the car. We're so tired. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the Oregon coast was great because I didn't feel any of that pressure to like make it worth it. It was just a restful and wonderful vacation. And the water was so cold, but we, (laughs) we, we were in it every day. It was so fun. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. I've got Oregon coast on my list. So when we finally get there, you can have to tell me all the fun things that you guys did. Yeah. We'll be your Oregon Coast advisors. As for, <laughs> as for a, a dream vacation, I don't know. Adam and I both have um, Italian heritage. 
like Irish and Italian heritage. So I think it would be fun to visit. I want to go to Thailand. Really oh, bad. You want to <laughs> he's like Thailand. the other side of the world. Who <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Thailand. It's a good thing we had this, this question. Everything's probably like super cheap there. So yeah. That's your dream, Bakay. Sure. Okay. I'll go to it's Greece. It's the cheap food that's speaking to Adam. He's like... <laughs> Oh, the yummy cheap food. <laughs> he sees Ireland and Italy and like dollar signs go in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, and then what about a homemaking hack? Do you guys have a homemaking hack for us? Ooh. Kind of a trickier question. Yeah, so, well, I could seriously walk you through my house and tell you where I got all of the stuff in my house, and it would be thrift stores or secondhand some place. So I guess my homemaking hack is really related to the whole debt-free thing. And that is just like, be patient and look places where, where you wouldn't necessarily, like, don't buy things new. You don't have to buy it new. And I think my house is beautiful. It like, is. I love the, seeing the pictures of the things you've done. Oh, it's so you. much fun. I love it. Yeah. And we also do, we do a lot of DIY up in here. We do, we did our own floors. We've done our own molding. We've done a lot of like house improving ourselves which is you know saves us a bunch of money but anyway i love um shopping for what i want again at a thrift store or on craigslist and just watching and waiting and then it's so much ex so much more exciting when i find it you know yeah i found it for you know i got a pair of chairs for 15 bucks instead of spending 300 dollars on them which yes. is what it cost at, at ikea so i guess that's my homemaking homemaking tip is just shop, shop thrift stores, shop secondhand, and then be patient and do stuff yourself. Love it. <laughs> oh, this is such a treat. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on and chatting with me today. It's, I love catching up. It's been so fun. Oh, and I'm just so inspired and I'm ready to just do all these things so this is great that's what we want we want to be like and it's kind of the perfect time of year i think to get back in on track right because our summer vacations are just kind of wrapping up christmas is still a few months away so we're probably not going to get hopefully super sucked into that trap yet so yes. get a little you know momentum reset button yeah pay attention like happy new year like yeah. the, second, <laughs> the second one of the year yes. <laughs> oh gosh well thank you so much you guys thank you you're welcome and thank we'll you. link up to all of these articles that you talked about in our show notes so they can go straight over and see you know the 50 different ways you can make money and all those different things that we talked about awesome, awesome. thank you thanks, so much Hillary. thanks guys i feel so motivated now after talking with them don't you feel like any of your dreams are possible to like pay things off and go do things if you want to see more from Amanda, go back to our other podcast that we had with her. She was on episode number 22, and we talked about body image and mental health. And she's a great resource and has so much to share about that. So I hope you have a great day. Come say hi to us. We'd love to have you come get in touch with us on social media at Helping Happiness. <laughs>